Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It's Wednesday, February 1st. It is five minutes after 10. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and you're listening to 93 WIBC. So a study by the Association of Indiana County shows that us Hoosiers could see an average of 15% increase in our residential property taxes this year. They did this study, and they came out and said that assessors base property taxes on fair market value, recent sales, and construction costs. And the gross assessed value increased statewide across all property classifications, including residential, apartments, agriculture, commercial, industrial, and personal property taxes. And uh, residential taxpayers are going to see the largest tax bill in 2023, major increase this year. Okay, so uh, I had something happen to me last night, and I wanted to share it because then I confirmed it this morning. And we get we you're very nice i get criticized for being too negative and it's always you don't point out anything good you just find all the bad well there's not a lot of good to point out when it comes to the government but when we do i feel like one of the things we do here well casey is that when government on the rare random accidental likely confused instance where government does something pro taxpayer we go out of our way to point it out and go that was good for you, which is so rare that it ever happens. But I I heard something yesterday, and it was so good, and it's what government should be, and it also enables us to point out how the people down the street from us have absolutely no idea what's going on. So the people down the street at 200 West Washington, what you hear over and over and over again, even though they knew for a year the assessments were skyrocketing and the property taxes were also going to skyrocket mm-hmm. was you kept hearing, well, we're going to need more data mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, it, we're, uh, we're really threading a needle here. Uh, we definitely don't want to like disrupt the local governments because that could really harm them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's laughable because the whole premise of the tax caps to begin with, if you, we go way back in our... 15-year time machine to 2008 was that local governments were completely out of control. They were being totally irresponsible with our money, and people marched to the state house and said, our homes are not irresponsible local government's personal piggy bank. Apparently, the people who are making the choices now either have zero understanding of history, uh, aren't even curious about history, whatever, because I keep hearing over and over and over again... Well, you know, we, it's, it's a really a balancing act here because we, uh, you know, we don't want to disrupt the local governments. Mm-hmm. And to these people, I say, you have no idea how much money these local governments are actually consuming and what they're doing with the money. And this these elevations that we're seeing in assessments are going to be on top of the stuff they're already doing. And so uh, I was at my uh, chiropractor last night. And of course, I would be the guy who talks politics with the chiropractor, uh, Dr. Joel Starnes, very fabulous human being. Um, And every time I say his name, he says, I get several calls and I can't tell people that they're calling the right place because 
I can't tell them that you actually go here. And I said, but I already told people I go there. Uh, very fabulous. So we were uh, shooting the breeze, and he's somewhat involved in the local governments and uh, out there in Pittsburgh. And he was telling me that Lincoln Township, so that is where I live in the town of Brownsburg. So we have, I'm governed by two bodies, Casey. There's two layers of government that uh, help take care of me. The town mm-hmm. itself, and we've always, we've talked many times about the horrific nature in which they govern, but then the township. Mm-hmm. And he told me that the township has so much money where I live, the government that people like Jim Lucas are so concerned about that we can't dare disrupt them. They have so much money in their savings account mm-hmm. on top of what they get each year that they have nothing to do with this money because they do so little as a township. They help fund the fire territory and they provide poor relief and they mow some cemeteries. Like that that's all they do. They have so much money that they are considering exploring whether they can suspend even leveling property taxes as part of the property tax bill. Fantastic. And so I said, you must be mistaken, but you are a brilliant chiropractor mm-hmm. and a man of his immense integrity, Dr. Joel, you, you must, but you must be mistaken. So I know a couple people on the township board and I called one of them, my good friend, Mark Teakin, who is also a fabulous person. I said, is this true, Mark, that you have so much money mm-hmm. that you are considering suspending all property taxes leveled by the township? He said, yes, that is absolutely true. I said, well, how much money do you have in your bank account? He said, we have roughly $800,000 sitting in our bank account with nothing to do with the money. Mm -hmm. The other township that governs uh, Brownsburg, Brown Township, has even more, a million dollars with nothing to do with it. And so, uh, first of all, I want to commend the fact that the township is saying, hey, we have nothing to do with this money. We're collecting it for no reason. Let's figure out if we can actually suspend lev- a property tax levy, which they're going to do. And we're going to try to get one of these people on to explain this. But it points out to you, Casey, that these people down the street from us who claim to be so concerned about not disrupting local governments have so little idea about what's going on that I am sure there are many, many agencies of local government, townships especially, who could be if they wanted to be like the responsible people in Lincoln Township who are saying, we have nothing to do with this money. We don't need it. And we're forced to keep collecting it. Mm -hmm. So these people down the street are fighting a battle for a group of people who don't need, nor in many cases even want, the battle being fought for them. I guarantee that Lincoln Township board would tell you these people at 200 West Washington, Mm -hmm. if you could reform property taxes and help the people, great, because we are just sitting on money. We are like Scrooge McDuck. We are sliding down the slide of coins going we into another giant, bigger (laughs) pile of coins. We. So how long would they suspend it for? Well, they're talking about a year. Okay. And and boy, where have you heard before, Casey, let's suspend Mm -hmm. property taxes for a year if the whole world doesn't fall apart, then we, you know, then we can decide. Or let's uh, you know suspend assessments at a previous level for a year. Mm-hmm. Where have you heard that before? Oh, right here. No, people are actually trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Local governments confiscate so much of your money. It is ridiculous how much money floods in. It is ridiculous the idea that these lawmakers, these supposedly Republican lawmakers are dying on the hill of local governments who were the whole reason we had the tax caps to begin with because they're acting like they can't do without. I've been an elected official in local government. I promise you, not only can they do without, many local governments would be far better if they had to do without because they would get better at governance. They'll see some growth then. Can you imagine? Yes. Oh, well, we're going to move in the area. Where are we going to go? Well, 
how about the township that's not charging for property taxes? Minton County is the only other county in the state that did not increase property taxes this year. Four counties increased by 20%. You think people want to live there? Well, you're no right, but the, but they don't care. This is the point. They have no idea what's going on. They're doing absolutely no research, and they are dying on a hill for a group of people who, in many cases, have so much money they already don't know what to do with the money. Now, I wanted to read an email that I got from a listener because uh, this listener listen obviously listens to the show like a good listener recognizes we've got to get involved we've got to be you know a part of uh the process we got to be finding solutions and we've told you the number one thing you need to do is to contact your Mm -hmm. legislators right you need to write them you need to call them you need to reach out to them and tell them stop stealing our money because that's why these republicans listen to the angry red-shirted teachers because they are loud they show up and look i don't mean you should violently intimidate anyone but they in mass numbers intimidate politically these lawmakers into doing what they want because they're worried oh my gosh there's so many of these people so this guy tim i think is his name wrote his representative guy named uh chuck goodrich and house district 29 i'm not sure exactly where that is uh but anyway doesn't matter so he wrote him and said hey dude like uh you you guys uh, are sitting on $1,500 of my money. You gave me 200 of it back. You threw yourselves a parade. Now you're proposing expanding the new budget by as much as 5 to $5.5 billion, which would increase the biennial budget. Uh, let's see, what would that be to? About $43 billion. How about you just take seven seconds and help me with my property taxes that are going up 15, 20, 30% instead of just throwing more money at the government and the angry red-shirted teachers, which is where we know the money's going to go because half the state budget goes to K-12 through education. Here is the response that Tim got from Chuck Goodrich, who is supposedly a Republican. Keep in mind, they're proposing the budget expand by as much as $5 billion to go to government stuff. Dear Timothy, thank you for reaching out and voicing your concerns with spending in this year's budget. While I am no fan of unnecessary spending, Indiana is currently operating at a budget surplus, showing our spending habits have proven to be efficient and minimal. I would also like to remind you that due to the budget surplus, last year the Indiana Department of Revenue sent out an automatic taxpayer refunds to all Hoosiers Mm. as a way of reimbursement. Mm -hmm. When the budget comes up for debate in the House, I will be sure to keep your thoughts in mind. Yeah. So we're going to take more than we need, and then we'll give a little bit back, and then you should be grateful for that. That's what he said. So in Chuck Goodrich's mind, $43 billion in a state of 7 million people, all the $43 billion is necessary spending. And it just so happens that, well, $5 billion of new spending is totally necessary. Chuck, what if we hadn't had the $5 billion? What would you have done? These people are supposed to be Republicans. And then he acts like he's done this guy, Tim, a favor mm-hmm. because he gave him 200 of the 1500 he took and he's acting like these budget surpluses are good. Mm-hmm. Budget surpluses are over taxation. This is what the Indiana Republican Party has become. That email from Chuck Goodrich is everything that the Indiana Republican Party has become. $43 billion of new spending. It's all necessary. 
or, or, of total spending, five billion of new spending. It's all necessary. Uh, surpluses are great. Overtaxation is great, and you getting a fraction of what we overtaxed you on is also wonderful. That's the Indiana Republican Party. Sounds like the Indiana Republican Party needs to work on their P and L statements. <laughs> Taking this much, you spend this much. Do you think anybody down there, any of those elected officials actually know what a P&L statement is? <laughs> Profit and loss. 17 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Possibly being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, Willie Nelson. 20 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You couldn't even pick the song, like, some sense of sentimentality, like, at least always on my mind. Yeah. That's kind of a love song. Did you not listen to the lyrics? On the road and uh, making music with his friends. You know when I hear this? That that speaks to Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about you, Kevin. It's the Kevin and Kendall and Casey show. Yeah, Kevin, you're the guy who sent years whittling away at that board, working 12-hour days, doing multiple air shifts in addition to your real job. Yeah, I did all of that so I could have Willie Nelson's On the Road Again played as my bumper music. Thanks, Kevin. We've made it. We've made it to this point. Truly grateful on this day. Thank you. That's what Tom Brady said when he announced this morning that he is retiring again. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Okay, you, you played that in hour one, and now you've mm-hmm. played it now, and we're done playing that because okay. I'm, I'm done with him. <laughs> you only get to retire once. You only get the crocodile tears mm-hmm. one time. Same thing with Brett Favre. Like, mm-hmm. you, dude, you had your chance. Mm-hmm. You blew it. You should have stayed retired. You probably lost your marriage because of it. I hope coming back to go eight and nine and go out in the first round of the playoffs was totally worth it. He didn't go out on top this time, did he? But he is looking forward to a nice paycheck. In the broadcast booth. Yeah, thir- th- he's going to have a $37.5 million annual landing, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, nice It's more than shirt. I wait- make here. And you know what? He won't have to have on the road again in his bumper music for <laughs> football on Fox. You never know. He might. Also <laughs> trending this morning is Elton John. His farewell tour has set a record as the highest grossing all-time concert tour, making nearly two- $820 million. $820 million for Elton John on tour. And finally trending, Money Magazine every year comes up with their annual list of best places to live in the United States. This year, the award went to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, in years past, Carmel, Indiana has made the list. In fact, last year, Carmel ranked at number two on the list. This year, 
didn't do as well. They still did pretty good, Carmel did, but this year it came in at number 19 on oh, the list. crap. I just realized, what is today? February 1st. It's a Wednesday. All day. I, I have been so busy carrying you people on this show, I didn't even realize what day it was. What are you talking about? It is the start of the Bruce Springsteen tour. The first one in seven years. Oh, man. That's important stuff. Hey, let's talk about uh, Frazier. Look at what you people have done for me. You, I am like the giving tree. You have taken my limbs. You have taken my trunk. I am but a... My apples. I am but a stump now mm-hmm. that I don't even re- realize when these big things happen. That's because you need to pay more attention to Willie Nelson. You know, He might be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of <laughs> fame this year okay. and who is so deserving i would take willie nelson over bruce <gasps> oh <laughs> and we all know why you that is kevin down the tour bus mm-hmm. the tour bus stop for kevin he seems like a cool guy to yeah. hang out with he is a cool guy to hang out with he's very gentle have you, met, you met have you met willie nelson i have i've been on that tour bus and it smells like cannabis uh-huh what were you doing on that tour bus hanging out uh he uh he's like a very gentle old grandpa very sweet man uh, that's wonderful yeah. i'm glad you had a great experience it would be cool to smoke a joint with him the red-headed stranger kevin can you say that on broadcast you're Can paying you? the, you're paying the fine yeah man. that was Not that was me. that was totally kevin was who hypo- said that that was a hypothetical thing. <laughs> kevin mcnamara said that Kevin McNamara said that. Can we, let's move on. Yes. And talk about Frasier and the revival show. So I know how you feel about reboots. Yes. But this one you're kind of excited for. Well, I'm totally torn on this because it flies in the face of everything I've been telling our audience, which Mm -hmm. is totally accurate that reboots are almost always horrific. Mm -hmm. I mean, not almost always. I mean, they basically are. I mean, have we come up with any reboots? Didn't we talk about that one day? Are there any reboots that were great? Good. I mean, even good. Yeah. Mm. No, not really. They're never as good as the original. Because, like, Frasier was an extension of Cheers, but it was not a reboot of Cheers. It was this side character right. now has his Moving own show. On. Yeah. I I mean, that, that 90s show, I, did I tell you I watched that? That was terrible. I know you said you watched Night Court. I watched Night Court. Awful. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. However, so everything leads me to believe that I know this will be awful. However, mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. is such a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need the money, and there's no way that he would put himself in a position. So the reason we're talking about this is a script has leaked out, or at least the cover of a script, and they did it deliberately. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't you know accidental. It deliberately got out. They wanted it out there about what they're calling the the new first episode that's coming out to get some hype about it. It's called The Good Father, which is a play on the original episode of Frasier from the first run. Was called The Good Son, right? And I just cannot imagine that Kelsey Grammer, being such a distinguished actor, he doesn't need the money, would put himself in a position to do something that would not be up to the very high standards by which he sets for himself. So, and I love Frasier. It took place in a radio station. It was such a great show. The characters were so great. I know the dad is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. I know uh, David Hyde Pierce is not going to be a part of it. But I just cannot imagine that Kelsey Grammer would put himself in a position where he would let his fans out. In fact, a couple of years ago, he got when this first started kind of becoming a potential thing, he got asked about it. Well, my hope is that we can bring it back. Uh, we're sort of shopping for the right idea, because I don't, I don't think we should pick up, like, Will and Grace has done a, a, a continuation now, and it, but it's basically like the next day after the last time they were on the air, it picked up right where they left off. Uh, I don't think that's appropriate for Frazier, because he was leaving town at the end of the uh, show previously. 
He said our brave little soldier continues on in life, finding new challenges and a new love and new people in a new city and stuff like that. It's a good thing that he was a psychiatrist in Fraser because he could have never afforded that sweet pad yeah. that he lived with, lived in working in a radio station. But how about playing the same role for years? I mean, he was Fraser on Cheers, he was Fraser in Fraser, and now he's going to be Fraser again in this new reboot. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I'm going to give this a shot just because Kelsey Grammer is such a phenomenal actor and that was such a phenomenal character and and I, I, I'm i sure it'll blow up in my face mm-hmm. and I will say I should have trusted my gut which is these reboot, reboots <laughs> never work mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot, Casey. Okay, so he's going to carry on the show. Will the chemistry be the same because the cast surrounding him will be different. It could be better, could be worse, don't know. It's not going to be on broadcast TV, by the way. It's going to be on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Oh, great, my dad gets that. That's so you'll have to need a subscription yeah. no, to watch no, no, this I don't, I don't need anything. When your dad is your neighbor, mm-hmm. you, you can force him to pay for all the stuff. It's probably it's, it's probably a good thing that it won't be on network TV because sitcoms these days on network TV yeah, are somewhat unwatchable. Agree. But the good thing for Kelsey Grammer is that he does have a built-in audience yeah. already. He's not starting from zero yeah. with this. Lots of voicemails. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and we're going to hear from you coming up next. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number here with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. If you'd like to contribute, we do enjoy your phone calls. Yes, so we got a multiple phone calls, and this is our show. Uh Somehow we got on dropping your phone in the toilet yesterday. Yeah. How did we do that? Uh, well, we were talking about uh, retro phones, cell phones yes. that people like. Uh-huh. And I had written an article on WIBC.com about ways people ruin their phones. Oh, yes. And 8% of people drop theirs in the toilet. That's right. Okay, yes. So of course, you know, life-altering things like property taxes mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, very pulling teeth. But if it comes to dropping your phone in the toilet, Clock. well, people cannot get enough of that. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> so so uh, 10 bucks says you ran out of gas. But just remember, Casey, it's your lie. You can tell it any way you want. <laughs> but you guys are talking about dropping your phone in the urinal or the toilet. Um, there's a simple way to prevent that. It's a little creepy, but you just have a guy in the bathroom handing out stickers. Right, Jeff? <laughs> Wow, there was a lot going on there. Okay, well, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. If they're holding a sticker, then they won't be holding their phone. So, if anything, they just drop the sticker in the toilet. Right, or they could use the sticker to stick their phone to their hand. Something multiple like use that. for the sticker. I guess there's multiple uses for the sticker. So, in case you were not aware, I think everybody is by now. Kevin went to a concert last week, and at the concert, that would be a strong idea to hand out stickers for his band uno mm-hmm. gold to mm-hmm. other grown men in the restroom shameless promotion yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah okay uh anyway uh, another phone call about uh, dropping your phone in the toilet okay yeah my name is angelo i'm the poorest conservative in carmel and i ruined a cell phone by dropping it in the toilet when i fell out of my shirt pocket very common for guys so from now on, I've got it in my front pants pocket, so I won't do that. Thank you. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to use the restroom after the show, and I had my phone out, mm-hmm. and the entire time I thought, karma's going to get me. Because <laughs> I was talking about how easy it was to use the restroom, mm-hmm. uh, the urinal, while holding onto your phone. Yeah. And I thought, man... 
karma is going to get me on this one. And it's thankfully, it, I did not drop my phone in the toilet. He said that he had it in his pocket, yeah. in his shirt, and dropped it while taking out of your pocket or your purse is the number one way people break their phone. 25% of people do it like now, that. Now, here's the thing, though, Casey. In yeah. case of a urinal, and it would need a deep cleaning. Gross. But you would not necessarily destroy your phone just by dropping it in a urinal because there's not that much you know water there or whatever i would not know right oh i know you wouldn't know <laughs> kev would know yeah uh, uh let's a, move on got a lady uh who was uh is upset at us for about something with uh with trump oh i don't understand what you guys are talking about trump is the author of the MAGA movement and what has he done not to be president after everything he's been through so this, okay, yes, right. So this is where when we say the things that other people are saying about why they don't like Trump, people get mad at us, mm-hmm. even though it's not the reasons I don't like Trump. Look, I think saying Mika Zizinski bleeding badly from a facelift is hilarious. I think calling Stormy Daniels horse face is hilarious. But I am not the person that Donald Trump needed or needs or whatever mm-hmm. to convince to vote for him. You know who it is? suburban women and the reality is that stuff Mm -hmm. really turns a lot of people off look donald trump like the idea that trump didn't do anything bad when he was president donald trump's behavior during covid was egregious donald trump approved five trillion of spending that as we played the audio earlier was so egregious that james comer who's heading oversight, Mm -hmm. is now calling hearings to investigate waste fraud and how much waste fraud abuse and how much money ended up in the hands of criminals. Donald Trump signed off on that. He was the president. Donald Trump was the vaccine cheerleader in chief. He's still bragging about it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff Trump did that was okay. His tax reform, pretty good. Uh, put the For the first time, gave the breaks to the businesses and said, hey, we're going to put the onus on you to create the jobs. It worked now even pre-covid he did a lot of deficit spending that wasn't very good he grew a lot of government we're all adults here we should be able to have an honest conversation about every politician trump todd young jim banks andre carson whoever and as grown-ass people we don't get offended if someone gives us factual information that we don't like Trump did something yesterday was it yesterday when he came out about the uh was it the mandatory vaccines what did he say yesterday oh no it was about the um this is live radio no it, yes I know and it was it, we're he, live pal <laughs> it's that distracting <laughs> Not at Go all. ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, he, I'm here to help. It, well, it goes back to what uh, Rachel Levine, the admiral, the, yes. the secretary of health and human services, Trump came out and said that he was going to outlaw the you know mutilation sure. of children for the gender ideology right, movement. Right, which is fine. I think a lot it's of great. People, a lot of people are really on his side with that. But yes, but here's but here's the thing. Trump did not lose. Because Trump had bad policies. Now, he had some really egregious policies. That COVID stuff, mm-hmm. the pushing of the shots, the uh, the spending. I mean, Trump 
And Trump's behavior during COVID, he totally broke down. There was nothing conservative about it. There was nothing liberty-minded about it. There was nothing freedom-oriented about it. Trump was a Trump was a very big driver in the states being bribed to sh- to, to shut down. So if, we, if we're gonna have the MAGA movement, this and that, we're gonna have an honest conversation here. We should be able to do that. And the reality is. There are millions and millions of people who would vote for almost any other Republican who will not vote for Donald Trump. You can hate me for saying it, but it's true, and I'm not going to lie to you. Well, and Ron DeSantis is, uh, already has $90 million remaining in his bank account from his governor election, yes. which he could use towards a presidential campaign. So Ron DeSantis is already starting with his coffers full. Yes. And and look, we should all want a robust primary. We just talked about this with being disappointed in Mitch Daniels for being bullied and intimidated by Jim Banks to not run for Senate. And that's weird that that will be how J- Mitch Daniels went out the door, being bullied and intimidated by Jim Banks. Or having the most common sense uh-huh. out of anybody. No, he was bullied and intimidated. That's the narrative on this show, Casey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's your narrative. You can disagree with me. I it's am, fine. I am disagreeing with you on that because I think Mitch Daniels took a look. He he vetted. He went to Washington. He talked to people and he said, no, this ain't my game, man. Yeah. I'm out. He definitely and said, I, I don't want uh, Rob Kendall on the air every day talking about the reality <laughs> of my time as governor yes. and all the tax increases sure. and, and growth of government. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point is we should <laughs> want a robust primary. So if you're a Trump person. The same way as if you're a Jim Banks person, Mm -hmm. you should want someone to challenge your guy or your girl or whoever, because that makes them better people. Ron, whoever side you're on, DeSantis, Trump, whoever, those two running against each other will make whoever wins a markedly Mm -hmm. better candidate. The same way as if Mitch Daniels had run, whoever would have won, Banks or Daniels, would have been a markedly better senator. Mm -hmm. That's what we should want. Yeah, because it's somebody else holding you accountable. Um. Got a call from somebody who was very concerned about me. And I love it when our listeners are concerned. <laughs> Rob, this message is really for you. Casey, I love your attitude and, and the way you handle the show. Rob, you used to handle the show in a respectable way. Um, and I mean this in your own human we- human being wealth and, and health. You get so wound up, you know, it's not good for your heart. You're going to have high blood pressure. You know, and you know, you you give out a good, you know, good example of the way, you know, Trump gets so wound up, and instead of stopping at A and B, and he says C, D, and F, it makes people mad. Well, you get so wound up sometimes that your point is is you made your point at A and B, but you continue to rail, and that's your right. You have a it's you and Casey show. Okay, I understand that. I'm just leaving you this message, you know, because I think the world of you guys, I really do. And I just, you know, for your own personal health. <laughs> and he went on. I mean, the guy was very nice. And I mean, we're not playing to mock him. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, but he was very nice. He was very concerned. We just He went on about two minutes, and we just mm-hmm. can't play that whole phone call. Casey, are you concerned for my health? What's your blood pressure? Have you had that checked Every lately? time I go to the doctor, it's phenomenal. You're good? Oh, yeah. I just had mine checked yesterday. It was 108 over 80, so I'm good. But he's saying less is more. Yeah. Huh? Now, Mike, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask if that was your uh, mentor. <laughs> He's, he's ten years older than you, yeah. and he's given you. Uh, I, some I had I had a, a mentor, Kevin, and that was not uh, that was not my uh, my mentor. Um, my yeah. mentor told me how to do things, and they ended it involved making the same mistakes that he made. I'm trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes that I made. Well, I think his point was something that Matt 
Hiblin, our boss, says all the time, yes. don't repeat yourself. Make your point and then move on. Here's the thing, though. Did he make the? Did you hear that, Matt? Did he? Hi, Matt. Did he make the same phone call? Because we are. I get fired up. Yeah. About really people doing <laughs> egregious stuff in the government, right? And I appreciate that he's concerned about my health. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I got out of the government and came here is because I can do this here. Yeah. You can't. I couldn't do off the rails. <laughs> when I was sitting at a at a, an elected official meeting, right? Yeah. Because, and we've talked about this, I do not want to run for public office again because I don't want to cut the bull crap. This is actually my catharsis, right? Mm-hmm. Casey knows this. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly calm yeah. in my personal existence. I'm actually a pretty nice guy. It's true. Uh, it's contrary true. to- Weirdly I get, true. I get it all out here. In sports, they say, leave it all on the field. Yeah, this is you leaving it Every on the field. Every day I leave it on the field. And mm-hmm. the- the lawmakers who are doing the stuff, the elected officials who are doing the stuff, they are the bad people in the equation. That phone call, and I appreciate you caring about me, I'll I'll be fine. And there's nothing I'd rather have than to go here, right? Mm-hmm. What happened to Rob? He, he, he bit the bullet during a Holcomb rant. <laughs> right. from, from 9 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday, it's like a therapy yes. session for you. I get it all. I leave it all on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just care so much. I do. And That's my problem. I care too much. It's the passion coming out. Again. And I think people appreciate that. The giving tree, right? Yeah, exactly. You just keep giving and giving. <laughs> yeah. And so does Hammer, and he's going to join us next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Thank you. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, they're not. They've never even been nominated. Sticks never been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to go through that list with Hammer in just a second. It is 1049. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer, while you're in here, uh, we should say congratulations to our big time listener, Drake, and his wife. He posted on Twitter yesterday that they're expecting a baby. I told everyone at the latest A Night with WIBC, Mm -hmm. someone's getting pregnant tonight. (laughs) And lo and behold, if you look at the time frame, Mm -hmm. I think I was right. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to Mrs. Drake. Now, what's funny is during the commercial break, Casey was looking at Rob and I, and you just asked the question, should we say congratulations to Drake? Yeah. And I thought you meant the rapper. I was like, no, screw him. (laughs) I know. I was like shocked at you for a second. And then then you you realized I meant our listeners. But, but his wife is expecting, oh, that Drake. Drake. Yes. Drake. He is probably, of all the, I mean, we love every single one of our listeners. He is probably the biggest WIBC fan. And he's a good dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, worked with him at the casino in Shelbyville oh. for a little bit. Oh, but that was wild. <laughs> well, he was like the security staff. <laughs> so, like, I'd get the people riled up and he'd have to throw them right out. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations to Drake. Okay, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominations are out. Uh, we covered this earlier. Clearly there is one just no questions asked should be a unanimous vote Warren Zevon finally 20 years after his death nominated for the first time I haven't heard the list yet 
So you this is all new to me. Well, well, here, let me, I'll run it down for you really quick. Iron Maiden, Sheryl Crow, Willie Nelson, The White Stripes, Missy Elliott, Joy Division, New Order, George Michael, The Spinner, Soundgarden, Warren Zevon, Kate Bush, A Tribe Called Quest, Rage Against the Machine, and Cyndi Lauper. So you're going to put Missy, Mistamina Elliott mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. but yet Sticks is not in? Foreigner never even nominated. Boston never nominated. Ario Speedwagon never nominated. Why do we even call this the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore? So so who has a more ridiculous Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm, okay, this is a great question. Did, did I not say that earlier? I said this has become a bigger joke than the Baseball you Hall of Fame. Did. I'm more upset about the Baseball Hall of Fame because I care more about baseball and it has really ruined it for me that they have ruined the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, how is Kurt Schilling arguably the greatest postseason pitcher of all time, not in, but and no offense because I know he's an Indiana guy, but Scott Rowland or somebody like Harold Baines. Right. I, what is going on here? So the all-time home run leader in Major League Baseball, Barry Bonds, like it or not, he is. Now, do I think he juiced? Absolutely. Because his head went from the size of a raisin to a watermelon. <laughs> Same thing with Mark McGuire and all these dudes. But if you're going to celebrate the game and you're not going to put an asterisk next to their total, you're not going to do these things, they should probably go in. That's a great point. We should put the asterisk because I wholeheartedly believe they should not be in. You also love known cheater and convicted felon Pete Rose who should not be in, but you think Rose should be in. Yeah, it's not a Hall of Fame for do-gooders. It's a baseball Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, and the baseball player had more hits than anybody. And Joe Jackson should be in, too, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down asterisk, for this stuff. Asterisk or no asterisk next to Pete Rose? Should so, it just be Pete Rose? So I th- here's the way, and I've thought about this. This is the way you handle the steroid guys and cheaters and so forth. You put them in, you have a plaque, and then at the very end of the plaque, Barry Bonds played during the steroid era of 1993 through whatever. Right. And then people can kind of make their own claims after that. And that's you're out for getting Bonds in, Roger Clemens in, a lot of these dudes. I will make you a deal. I will concede on Barry Bonds, who I uh, just totally despise, if they put on his plaque, his head during that time went from the size of a grape to the size of a watermelon. Deal? And we, we struck a compromise? Maybe that'll work for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too, if there's an asterisk next to Willie Nelson. Why do they do this? Like, well, not really rock and roll, but asterisk then country artists. Why do they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why don't they just call it, this is the Music Hall of Fame? Right. 100%. If you're going to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it should be Rock and Roll People. And if it's just going to be a music Hall of Fame, then fine, do that. But you can't tell me that some of these bands you mentioned, Sticks mm-hmm. and, you know. Foreigner. Foreigner. How is Foreigner not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Boston, on the first album alone. REO Speedwagon. Can't fight this feeling anymore. One of the 10 greatest songs ever written. And, I don't understand this at all. And every time we talk about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I make this statement, and I stand by it. It's as true today as it was the last time I said it. Weird Al Yankovic (laughs) deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With or without an asterisk? None. None. Okay. He checks every box. Yeah, yeah you're he, right. It's, it's record sales. Mm-hmm. It's tour revenue. Mm-hmm. It's pop culture significance. He's done movies. Yeah. He's done TV. You're right. He's done music. He checks every box. Yeah. Does he have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yes. Yes, I think so. Yes. Does uh, he? I have never even heard of a tribe called Quest. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. Hip-hop group from the 90s, like yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Hip-hop group, right? Like, that's what you think, right? Mm-hmm. Even like Run DMC could say, well, we did the thing with Aerosmith. So even they had at least a rock and roll type of hit. 
Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of these people. <laughs> you're, you're really not a hip hop guy, though. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> All right, uh, Hammer, what do you think about Tom Brady retiring again? So this is going to be problematic for me because every time I cut my grass shirtless, people drive by and they think, oh, my God, Tom Brady has moved into the neighborhood. Oh, wait, it's football season. That must be Jason Hammer. But now that he's retired, I'm going to get this more and more. Mm-hmm, you poor thing. Can you recreate that car wash video you and Nige did? Because I think you're even bigger and fatter than you were then, although you lost all that weight, so I don't know. But that car wash video you did was one of the great cinematic masterpieces. Can't believe the Academy overlooked that when he Ending out the awards that year. Best supporting actor, Ben Polizzi. Yeah. In that. Absolutely. Uh, very good looking, in shape dude. And then there was Nigel and I. Yeah. And he's still good looking and in shape, and you're still you. What's coming up this afternoon? <laughs> uh, biggest stories of the day. And uh, Casey will come by for a little side piece action. All right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Thank Kendall you. and Casey on 93 WIBC.